y'all i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle the christian girl's guide to modern dating we are here to help you date with confidence while honoring the lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in christ we're going to give you the tools you need to date successfully and to be set up well for success in a godly marriage if you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today well neither did we so you're not alone that's why we're here looking for the middle Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. We are super excited today because we are actually recording in person and not from over. the same place. I know. Not in over Zoom, not over Skype, not with all our technical difficulties we've been having. Yeah, for real, which if y'all listened last week, you know, we were a little bit on the struggle bus. Good gracious. We could not get our mics to work for whatever reason. No. I don't know what it was. No. But anyway, we are back here in our oh so official studio. AKA my bedroom. They allow that too. We have graduated <laughs> from the closet though, which is, is a big true. deal. It's a big step up. It's a big deal. We actually get to sit in chairs now, but we are just so excited to be back. Hopefully we'll be back on just our normal schedule, our normal sound and everything yes. will kind of hopefully go with the trend of the world as we are slowly crawling back to the way life used to be. Creeping back to normal. Yes, but just a reminder real quick before we jump into the episode, if you're not already following us on social media, you should go do that today. We are on Facebook at Looking for the Middle Podcast and on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast. And also one quick little thing, we're going back to our normal Couchcast schedule this Friday. So we'll have a Couchcast episode coming out on Friday where we answer one of y'all's questions We're always keeping a list of y'all's questions. So if you have something you want us to talk about, there is a little button in the link in our Instagram bio where you can submit a question and who knows, it may show up in an episode down the road. Okay. So now that we've got our housekeeping out of the way, Bethany, do you have your question of the day? I do. And actually I Googled question of the day to find this. So that's fancy. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. I was not paying attention and just started typing question of the day into Google. Like they would know what I was looking for. Anyway, here's what came up. Are you ready? Ready. If animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Ooh. <laughs> if animals could talk, which one would be probably cats? Oh, that's a good one. Cause I cats are like that. super sassy and like not warm and cuddly and they're probably just like leave me alone and let me live my life kind of a thing very true especially after all this quarantine they're like why are the people here so much why are there humans everywhere (laughs) whereas the dogs are like oh my word i've gone to heaven people (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i was gonna say like a crow or something Hmm. like that i mean they just sit up there and look down on people and or an owl, maybe that would well, be kind of like owls, snooty. snooty. Yeah. yeah, I could see I, that. I was going more of the bird route yeah. somewhere in there. Not a lot of people like birds. They kind of scare me a little. Yeah, you never know where they're going. That's true. They're very unpredictable. They come at you from above. Like yeah. it's a little weird. It's a little creepy. Yeah. That's, so anyway, what an interesting question. It was the question of the day. Apparently, <laughs> that is so. unlike any question I think we've ever <laughs> asked. <laughs> well, there's that. So that's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, guys. So let's jump in. That's enough of animals and talking and whatever else. Okay. So (laughs) the episode today, if you've clicked on it, you read the title, which is how to let go when he was never yours to hold on to. So before we really dive into it, we wanted to just tell you guys, first of all, this episode is being brought to you after years. And I mean, many years of research on this topic by yours truly, both of us really here, um, (laughs) And, and 
as a result of all of that research, we have determined that we are experts at the problem here, but we are only mediocre at the solution. It's a great way so, to put it. It's definitely a work in progress. You've been warned that th- these things we are telling you, we are not experts at doing. We are not experts at taking our own advice. We're there with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what I think is so interesting is Bethany and I were outlining this episode is y'all know if you've been listening for a while, Bethany and I are pretty different as far as the way we approach dating, the way our personalities are, the way we're wired, but we both still very much struggle with this. So this isn't one of those things where it's like, oh, if you're more like this, this will probably be harder for you. No, this is something that's kind of just across the board, that if you're a female, most likely (laughs) you will struggle with this at one point or another. Unfortunately. Yeah. So keep that in mind is this can be something like, oh, well, I'm, you know, not like this, or I don't think about this this way. This is something that's probably good for all of us to be reminded of as we are going through our own dating journeys. For so sure. let's start off with when we say how to let go when he was never yours to hold on to. Let's define what it means for a guy to be quote unquote yours. So first of all, this isn't license for you to be possessive here. Okay. I wanted to give that as a little like <laughs> disclaimer. You can be in a relationship with somebody and trust them enough to not have to mark your territory every time you go out in public. Yes, he's your boyfriend, but you don't own him. He no. is not a piece of property. He is not <laughs> a piece of meat <laughs> or whatever else that, you know, people want to be like, oh, well, he's mine. And yeah, he's with you. But this is a partnership here. And this is a relationship. This is not an ownership or a dictatorship that you've put on this guy. And... I mean, when we did our survey back in season one, clingy was brought up a ton as a quality that was super unattractive from a guy's perspective. So we're not trying to encourage you to be clingy or possessive or anything like that. If anything, we're trying to warn you so that you don't default to that when you're tempted to. Yeah, or or be more of it than you should when it's not quite the time for that. So what we did is we kind of came up with a few few guidelines I guess you could say here's a few things that would be a good indicator that this guy is yours quote unquote one if you are in a committed relationship with him if you've had the DTR that's a pretty good indication maybe you're not to like super committed relationship stage but you've defined what this is or if he ever refers to you as his girlfriend by him not by your friends not by whoever else not by people asking oh are you his girlfriend if he says it himself uh One thing to point out, though, is this is not something that goes from zero to 60 overnight. If you've gone on a couple of dates with him, it doesn't mean that he's yours, that you're officially together, that you're, you know, he's your boyfriend or any of those things. Like, this is a gradual thing. And the degree to which you would call him yours, which just seems weird the more I say it, (laughs) because like you said, this is not some like possessive thing. But if none of these apply to your relationship at all, then he's probably not yours and I think Kristen's got a few things that we would like to think make a guy yours by default but don't necessarily so so what are those things yes let's talk about a few of these things that I wrote down because we I think try as girls we can be tempted to read into things more than we probably should guilty as charged looking in the mirror here Oh, for sure me too so Let's make it very clear that this guy, whoever he is for you, is not yours, even if 
the two of you text multiple times a week, if you hang out by yourselves on occasion, if he makes consistent eye contact with you. And I know this that sounds kind of, you know, funny, but I'm being serious here. In this context, everyone's sitting here going, oh, please, I wouldn't do that. But I'm telling you when you're in the situation and the really cute guy that you like is making consistent eye contact with you, suddenly he's your boyfriend. Exactly. We all do it. And this is not us preaching at you. We have done this. We have sat there and gone through like, okay, let's recap the evening. Here's what happened. I said this. He said that. He looked at me. I did this. And all of it amounts to nothing at the end of the day. So we get it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. If he hugs you every time he sees you, if... And this is a big one. If he flirts with you consistently, but none of the things that Bethany just said are true. He hasn't had the DTR. He's not calling you his girlfriend. Y'all are not in a committed relationship. I don't care if he flirts with you every time you see him. Yeah. He's not yours. And so be very, very careful not to assign too much merit or value to these other things he could be doing if y'all aren't actually in a relationship. Yes. Because that's where you get in trouble. Yeah. And- one thing going through this list if he's doing all of these things but it's not going anywhere you don't have to continue to put yourself in a situation where you're faced with these things you can remove yourself from that situation and that is a-okay but the last one you talked about flirting with you consistently was the one you said can we talk about flirting for a minute oh absolutely anytime <laughs> i'll talk about flirting you know, whenever anybody Kristen wants and I both to talk about are big big proponents of flirting but one thing we always say and i want to put this here too is flirting with someone that you are not genuinely interested in is doing them and yourself a disservice it's deceptive and it's manipulative because you're not actually interested in following through on that should action be taken and that's not fair and it's the same thing with guys if he's flirting with you constantly but he's not actually interested that's not fair that's not cool you know we we write it off oh he's just a flirt he flirts with everyone and it's true. Got Some guys are like that and you just have to roll with it, but it doesn't make it okay. It's not fair to either party involved. And so you, you don't like the way that feels. And so this is just kind of my PSA to everyone that you don't like the way it feels when someone does that to you. So don't do that to someone else. If you're not genuinely interested in taking action, should he react to that flirting in a way that is favorable, then don't do it. It's not, that's not okay. Yeah. I'm getting off my soapbox now. No, you're good. (laughs) Well, because I think, too, if you're even thinking about this long term, this isn't honoring who you are going to end up with one day. Yeah. And we've quoted the verse. I think it's, yeah, it's a Proverbs 31 verse where it talks about she honors her husband all the days of her life. That's including the days before you know him. And if you're shamelessly flirting with guy A and guy B and guy C with no intention of being with them, that's not honoring to your future husband. Yeah. And so keep that in mind too, is this isn't, you know, we can tend to get bogged down with the short game of dating so often that we forget to think, okay, how is this going to affect me Mm long-term? How's this going to affect my marriage? How's this going to affect my future husband long-term? And when you begin to think through things that way, your perspective really changes. Yeah. And like we said, it's easy all these things that we're talking about, you know, the texting and the flirting and the hanging out and the eye contact and everything else. It's easy for us to read into these things that a lot of times are totally innocent on the guy's part. And 
I'm super guilty of this. I blow it out of proportion. And I'm sure a lot of you listening have probably done the same thing. So we get it, but we're trying to talk about it because we want to help you not continue to do this as much as maybe you have in the past. Yeah. And remember too, if you're in this place of you like this guy, he may flirt a little, but he's not really showing that he's into this. He, You're not really a thing, quote unquote. Remember that you don't have a claim on him. Just in your mental space, remember, he is going to date other people, most likely. He will go on to date other people. He's not he's not yours. And so I think we we have in our heads a lot of times that, you know, girl code, there's this dibs system. And, you know, you'll call dibs on some guy who maybe he talked to you a few times and you like him, but he's never really done anything to show any interest. That doesn't mean that you have a claim on him and then if he were to go date your friend that she went behind your back or that she did anything else like just keep that in perspective because I think it can tear up relationships sometimes amongst girls you know between you and your girlfriends that it doesn't have to if you kind of keep it in check ahead of time yeah you're not branding cows here where you get to go around like stamping people and be like i like him i'm interested in him you're not allowed to date him like that's not okay i love that analogy though so, and i know that's kind of like okay but in a way we can do that because yeah. we're like oh i like him oh we flirted once oh we went on a date a date and that's it nothing's yeah. happened like you, you can't you can't brand people. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. And that's why I thought it was super important for us to start off this episode by defining what it means for a guy to be, quote unquote, your guy. I wanted us to differentiate that from having a long-term crush on a guy that maybe you're just holding on to because he flirts with you. And y'all talk a lot, but there's no commitment. There is a different there. And I don't, and I think too, if you've had a crush on a guy for a really long time, this gets even harder. Oh, absolutely. Your mind has just been so engulfed with him, even if there's never been any reciprocation, nothing's ever really happened, but you've had a crush on a guy for a really long time. This gets so much more difficult. And so I would really encourage you to ask yourself, you know, the statements that we made at the beginning. Have you had the DTR? Are you in a relationship? Does he call you his girlfriend? Or do we just text a lot and do we hang out, but nothing's really, you know, ask yourself those questions and honestly try to figure out where you're at with whoever the guy is in your life so that you get a clear, accurate picture of where you fall. Yeah, I think a lot of this comes back to just managing your expectations because I have expectations of a boyfriend that I don't have of a guy friend or my crush or even a guy I'm talking to slash casually dating. Those expectations are different. And so managing your expectations is key here because you don't you have to manage the expectations you place on this guy and that they are in line with the commitment level of this relationship even if it's a friendship like the commitment you know there's a commitment to being friends so managing that you're placing the correct expectations for whatever stage of relationship you're in is key and I think that will really help avoid this predicament altogether of being in a place of having to let go of this guy that he was never really yours in the first place but because you mislaid expectations of what this should be now it is something more in your head than it ever was in practicality and so I think this is huge from the outset to go into life managing your expectations well from that standpoint and a lot of this really comes down to it's a mental battle before it's a practical battle when you're having to let go of someone who was never yours 
a lot of it starts in your mind because a lot of it got built up in your mind. And so you need to be self-aware enough to know when you're tempted to let your thoughts run wild and stop that. Yeah, I was actually, are you reading New Morning Mercies right now? Yes. Did you read the one today? I haven't yet. Okay, so this morning he talked about the inner battle with obviously he's talking about sin this is not a sin thing but this is he's talking about the inner battle versus the outer battle mm-hmm. he's like so often we as sinners try to say that the problem is outside of us we mm-hmm. want to blame other people oh well, he flirts with me or he interacts with me like this or he treats me this way really it's no i this is something that's on the inside of me uh-huh. that i need to address like you said it's a mental battle ahead of time and so when you have that self-awareness and you're willing to look inward instead of placing blame outward yeah you're really going to be able to navigate this better because you really can't control how he interacts with you you can't no. control how much he flirts with you how much he interacts with you how much he talks to you you can't control how you respond to him you can control how you think about him you can control how often you think about him or talk to him (laughs) so if you can focus on again your mental state and your actions and reactions to Mm -hmm. him that's where you can start because that's what you have control over oh yeah and if you aren't aware of what those triggers in your life are for letting your mind run wild, letting those thoughts kind of go crazy and not keeping that in check. If you don't know what those things are, then any practical steps you put in place to avoid them are going to be useless because you you don't know what they are. So I think there's some reflection here that needs to be done and really think through, okay, when am I tempted to not keep my expectations in check, to not be realistic about this? And it can be any number of things. Yeah, I mean, it can be, is it when you watch too many rom-coms? We've talked about how that's one of mine. (laughs) Or if you listen to certain types of music. You know, Bethany and I talked about when we went through our simultaneous breakup. um, (laughs) We... I made a breakup playlist and, it and was for good. that time it was phenomenal. But do I still go back and listen to it nine months later because I'm like, oh, I miss it. No, <laughs> I don't because that's not going to put me in a good mindset of putting me back to where I was yeah. nine months ago. Yeah. And it could be things like seeing certain people, whether it's him or other people. There may be people who egg it on, who want to talk about it, who whatever, you know, know those things and keep that in check. Uh, and like, what well, big one for me is if you're just sitting around at home by yourself for too long, you know, you're just alone with your thoughts as they say. And that's a really big temptation to then just kind of daydream or, you know, let your mind run off to wherever. And so I know that about myself. And so I try not to do that you know, avoid those things. And I think you have to be willing to take the steps you have to, to diligently avoid those things. It won't be forever. It will get easier, but in the moment, in the right now, you have to be willing to apply yourself to taking the action that is needed to stop this, or you're, you're going to be stuck here. And it's not a fun place to be. It is not a good feeling because you know that this guy is not yours. You know, he's not your boyfriend. You know, it doesn't really seem like it's going anywhere. And if you just stay there, it's miserable. So be willing to take the steps it takes to move past that. And I think that is a huge, huge first step 
Because if you're not really willing to do that, it's not going to get any better. Because like you said, Kristen, the problem isn't outside of you. It's not that there's this guy because he could move to Montana tomorrow, but there will be another one. Because your mental discipline is not there to avoid this. It doesn't really matter that it's this specific guy. It will always be someone. And so take the steps now to get your mental patterns in check so that you can break this cycle. Exactly. And this is a great thing. I mean, everything's a great thing to pray about, but pray about (laughs) this. Like God wants to help you with something like this. This is not something he's intending for you to figure out on your own Mm. or to walk through by yourself. And so really spend time daily going to the Lord in prayer and saying, okay, Lord, I, my mind is not in a good place about this. I know that I am way too hung up on this guy who clearly is not reciprocating any sort of interest. And I don't want to be in that place anymore. And, you know, I want Lord, ultimately what do you want for me? So Mm -hmm. align my heart's desires with yours. And if, you know, help me to take my thoughts captive when they start running. And, you know, there are all these different things you can be praying, but really take the time to pray through this and he will help you through it. He's not going to be like, okay, well you only prayed once. And if you can pray three more times then maybe I'll, you know, (laughs) reach down and to it. (laughs) Yeah. No, he has, he knows exactly what you're thinking already, what you're struggling with. And so to have that posture of humility and to ask him for help, he will help you through this. Absolutely. Okay, so we've talked about the mental battle here, and that's great, but you do want to have practical solutions at your disposal as well. And so you want to have those ready, you want them on deck, ready to go when you get in a situation that's hard. And so know what those are for your struggle area so that you can get out of it quickly. I think that's a key. So we've got, we're going to go through some some practical steps here that you can take to let go of this guy. Yeah, I think that Bethany used on deck as her little... Uh, phrase there and (laughs) y'all know we're sports fans and as we were thinking about this this made me think of well you and I both played basketball you watch game film so if you play sports you know this if you don't I'll walk you through it so (laughs) when you let's say play on a basketball team before you go play a certain team typically we would do this for a team we would played already or a team that was super good that we were trying to prepare for we would watch the film of one of their games or them playing against us and we would prepare for their specific team and we would adjust our game plan for that specific team so you don't just go into a game blind and you're like okay well this is our offense and this is our defense and this is just what we're gonna run hopefully it works yeah because (laughs) especially not getting too nitty-gritty here but we would practice we had like five different offenses because you never knew what kind of defense That was Mm going to get thrown at you. And so you have to be prepared for your opposition to know, okay, if they're going to run this, then we're going to run this to counteract it. And the same thing goes here. You've got to know what those triggers are, what your opposition that you typically face when it comes to struggling with a crush you're trying to let go of when this guy, you know, bats his eyelashes and says something really (laughs) sweet to you. How do you counteract that? And you go into this with a game plan that is tailored to your opposition. so And tailored to you. Like we yeah. talked about in the beginning, we're not the same. So if we were to like try to go into this exactly the same between us, it's probably not going to work as well because we're different people. And so know that too. Like we're going to give you kind of a, a wide variety of things here, but 
you don't have to use all of them. You can use some of them. You may, you know, run into different things than your friend and that's okay. It's not going to all be the same. It's not a one size fits all kind of thing. It's just a, a jumping off point to kind of get you thinking about some things you could do in your own life to hopefully help this. Exactly. So practical step to letting go number one. And this is huge. Ask your friends to keep you accountable when you start to talk about this guy, because that can go from zero to a million in a heartbeat <laughs> because you get around with your girlfriends and you're like, Oh my word, I talked to him last night and he said this. And then I said this and da da da. And what do you think? And it's like, ah, y'all are getting married next week. And before you know it. So tell your friends, okay, this is not good for me to talk about this guy all the time. And I need you to hold me accountable and give them license to stop you from going down a rabbit trail of talking about him. And one thing that you need to think about ahead of time is that in that moment, when they say, okay, hey, let's stop talking about this. You're not going to say, oh, no, it's fine. Let me just tell you this one thing. When they tell you that, go ahead and have in your head that you are going to stop when they mention it because you know they're really, one, doing what you asked and two, looking out for your best interests. So don't just brush that aside in the moment because it would be more fun to sit there and talk about this guy. Yeah, friends are make or break in situations like this because they can either really help you stay accountable and on the right track or they can totally fuel the fire so you've got to really yeah choose your friend interactions wisely as you're going through a season like this and something that's been super helpful for me is to ask a trusted friend to be your go-to whenever you're tempted to text him or to reach out to him or gush about him I did this with Melanie all the time I (laughs) would tell her okay I would text be like okay I really want to text him and I know she's like nope okay you're not gonna do that so we're gonna text and we're gonna talk for a while until (laughs) the moment has passed and then you can move on or she would call me or when she lived here she's like okay let's go for a drive let's go get coffee and we're gonna not do what you wanted to do to try to reach out to him it's like a baby let's just distract her yeah (laughs) get her thinking about something else for real though really yeah sometimes it's that complicated and simple all at the same time yeah so don't overcomplicate this yeah for sure so find a, a not one of your friends that's gonna egg you on but one of your friends who will be strong and be diligent say you know what no i love you too much to Mm -hmm. let you go down this rabbit trail like you said so we're gonna redirect here and it's made all the difference for me oh yeah and I think if you do have those friends who just kind of add fuel to the fire or egg you on in this I think you either have to ask them to change the subject when they bring him up or if you know yourself and you know that you wouldn't actually do that in the moment you may need to distance yourself from them a little bit from a short time and I don't mean cut them off entirely. This is not like into friendship. I'm just saying, you know, maybe don't text them all the time about this or don't bring up things when you're around them that would make it easy for this conversation to come up. Distance, maybe distance isn't even the right word. Maybe just be discerning. Yeah, discerning what what you talk talk about. about with them until you've really got that letting go part of this under control. And then it'll it's not a forever thing yeah and if they're good friends they'll understand and oh yeah you know (laughs) i feel like you and i have had like you had to tell like Kristen, we don't need to talk about this as much and i'll be like okay yeah and we won't and then if i did she'd be like i don't want to okay cool we're not and it can come and go it It wasn't all the time no it it just depends on where you're at with things because yeah i've definitely been like okay I don't want to talk about him anymore. Yeah. Like, I, this is not helpful. We're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. I I can't. Yeah. And 
a good friend will say okay and let it go. Yeah, because by default, just full disclosure, I can be the friend that exits. <laughs> <on. laughs> Let's just be real honest here, because I, again, I'm like, oh, this is gonna work out. We're gonna make it work, and if we just talk about it and figure it out and up, it's going to happen. And so sometimes I need to be told to dial it back really? several months. <laughs> and and because at the end of the day. You want to respect your friend. And if they don't want to talk about it anymore, if it's not helpful, whatever, you, your friend is what's most important. Absolutely. So don't, you know, you're not hopefully going to lose friends over this. You just need to be wise in how you interact and address your friends and this yeah. topic while you're going through something like this. Okay. What what are these called? Practical steps. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <laughs> what's the heading here? Okay. I know that was like one... Number, that was like number one with like 28 sub points. So I feel like that was really like four or five practical steps here. So if you want to start That's with true. number six, that would be okay, great. Okay, great. So practical <laughs> steps, letting go number six. Number two in our notes, number six in your heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't initiate contact or conversation with this guy. This is huge. It's so huge. It's so hard. It is. Because especially if you're in a habit of doing yep. it. Because that's just what your norm is. And so... This means do not text him out of the blue. Don't ask him to hang out alone. Distance is your friend in this case, even though it's difficult. Because the more you see him, the more you talk to him, the more difficult it's going to be to sever the tie here that you've kind of built up in your mind, so to speak. So if you have to see him, try to make sure it's in a group to make it easier on yourself. Yeah. I can't imagine many scenarios where you would have to see this guy in a one-on-one scenario. But even if you find yourself like, oh, I have to go meet up with like, I don't know if y'all are working on something at your church or something, bring a friend with you. So try to keep it in a group as much as you possibly can. I think we're at a unique place right here because everyone has been locked up at home for six weeks, two months, longer, whatever it is at this point. (laughs) And so most of these things you haven't had to deal with. So if I had to guess right now, whatever guy you've been thinking of throughout this whole episode that we've been talking, it's been easier to not think about him. It's been easier to not have to deal with it because you haven't been around those friends that egg you on. You haven't seen him in person. And so you've made progress. And so realize that. And as you're starting to get back out there and you're starting to see people more, be conscious of this and don't lose that ground. Be conscious of, like you said, keeping it in groups because there's accountability around you're not going to spend as much time one-on-one but as you start to see him more you're gonna have to deal with that mental part of it again more so just be aware of that I'm just throwing that out there as a potential issue you may have to deal with and just be aware that it may be there yeah there's strength in numbers people and that counts for real in this situation just as much as anything else yeah and then point number seven or tip (laughs) practical tip for letting go number seven is to take your thoughts captive. Yeah. When you catch yourself thinking about him or also daydreaming about him, preaching to the choir, don't let yourself fall too far into the black hole that that is because you will, that is just one thing after the other. And we, you know, we've talked about this, I feel like a lot recently, either on episodes or on our couch cast lives where we're, girls are always thinking ahead when Mm -hmm. it comes to relationships. Guys are very much seem to be, in the now, in the moment, and we're already thinking a few text messages ahead, a few days ahead. I'm going to see him these next four times over the next three weeks. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we're thinking about, okay, well, I, I need to have things to talk about while we're in person. So I'm not going to ask him this over text because I'm going to wait and ask him that exactly. there or I'll text this. Why do we do this? I don't know. It's just the way we're wired, I guess. But this, yeah. and um, don't get me wrong, that there's a time and place for that. And there can be a lot of good things to that in the proper context. This is not the proper context. Correct. So when you catch yourself, oh gosh, I'm starting to think about him. Oh gosh, I really want to text him. Oh my gosh, he looked so cute in his little suit at church yesterday. <laughs> No, stop it. Okay, we're going to redirect again with the distraction thing. Text your friend. Go for a walk. Do something else. I don't care what it is, but don't just sit there for 45 minutes and let your mind wander because it's not helpful. No, it's not. And you have to make a conscious decision to change your train of thought. You have to make a conscious decision to change your train of thought. It's not something that just poof happens. Um... And so you have to think about something else. And we actually, this came up on Couchcast Live last week. I don't remember the exact context now, but I had um, a a lady at my church told me, and this was years ago, it's been so helpful though. She said, you can only think one thought at a time. And so if you are thinking about something else, you're not going to be thinking about this guy because you can't be thinking two things at once. And so... That's just so helpful because whether it's, okay, I'm going to, if I find myself in this place where my thoughts are running wild about some guy and I'm day, like you said, you're off daydreaming and you don't need to be. Okay. Well, what am I going to fill my mind with instead? Maybe read scripture, you know, have verses in your head that you're thinking on and meditating on pray and don't pray about this guy, you know, (laughs) pray and be thankful and think about other things because if you are, you're not thinking about him. So it's a great time to really just fill your mind with the word of God and be thinking on that. So think something else. Like you said, text a friend to help get your mind off of him. And again, like we said, don't pray about him. Don't text other than saying, hey, I'm really wanting to text him. I'm really wanting to call him or I'm really wanting to talk to him so that they know. Then talk about something else. This is not so then you can just talk to someone else about what you were thinking about. That's not the point. Watch a show. Watch a movie. Be smart about it. Watch like Terminator or something. Not you know. Watch a Disney movie. Ten days. (laughs) Yeah, not that one. Um, listen to music. Things that will be helpful, not things that will hurt you, though. That is the biggest thing. We started with the mental part of it, and we're coming full circle to the mental part of it. Of one, and like we said in the beginning, if you manage your expectations well, and you're not putting expectations on him that aren't his to bear, you're probably not going to be getting yourself into this problem. And then at the end here, if you're in this predicament, which we've all been in, then changing your thoughts, taking your thoughts captive, changing that train of thought is going to be huge and helping you move through this. So that is what I think we would leave you with. Yes. Today. Our closer is back at it (laughs) once again. We're with you. We're here. We're We're walking it with y'all. Probably all dealing with this with some guy all the time. I feel, I mean... At least in my life. Totally. From the time I was probably about, hmm, I was going to say 12 or 13, but that might be a little young. Let's say 16. 16. There's always been a guy. Oh, somebody. You're like, crushing I, I've on. I've had oh, very few periods of life where I was like, there's no one at all. Mm-hmm. So we get it. Where This is kind of like a constant battle it's constantly in our heads it's a constant refrain of like managing this so we get it 
we're there with you. Yeah. Just stay strong. Stay after it. It's a discipline. It is Absolutely at the end is. of the day. My mom sent me a quote this weekend that was, she said, discipline bridges the gap between motivation and goals. Oh, yeah. And I love that because like you can be motivated and not think about them all you want to. But if you're not disciplined enough to take yeah. the action and to take the steps and to do the, you know, reflecting inward yeah. that you need to do, you're never going to get over it. Mm-hmm. So it all comes back to discipline. But yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. Like I said earlier, we will be back on Friday with a normal couch cast. Real couch cast. We're about to go record that now. Yes, we are. So be sure to join us for that. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, we would love for you to tell a friend about us because we love y'all and I'm sure we'd love your friends too. So (laughs) tell us uh, or tell somebody about us and we would be forever grateful. But we will be back on Friday. So until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. (music) 